Okay, well, hey, Josie. Hi, Caleb. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. So, for anyone that does not know who the famous Josie Koontz is, who are you, Josie? And I am the media coordinator, so I do a lot of things, um, a lot of social media, a lot of videos, photos. I'm just your very Gen Z worker here Very <laughs> Gen Z worker. Wow. You know, I never felt old like a day in my life until this moment right now. So I want to thank mm. you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank, wow. I'm just going to take that in. So what is a Gen Z worker like in 2021? What does that mean? What is that? What is that? Just like, you know, I I made the jar TikTok and I'm starting to get that going and like a jar Twitter. I'm just like keeping you guys up to date with like yeah. kind of the newer trends. Gosh, Josie, just <laughs> I don't know if it's passive aggressive or if you mean to, but good <laughs> Lord, now I just feel like an old man. So, you know, like honestly, though, I've never been like up to date with social media, though. I feel like that happened going into high school, but like yeah. I just never jumped on that board. Or jumped on that train, excuse me. I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you don't jump on the train, it will leave you. That's so right. At, so at this point, it's like I don't know if I want to ask questions because it's like I'm, I'm kind of afraid to ask questions <laughs> about, like, how do you get started or, like, what do you – what is a Facebook? How does that work? So that's my struggle in life, being a millennial, I guess, not a Gen Zer. But how did you get into – like, I guess, how did you know that, like, this is for me? TikTok, social media, media in general, this is for Josie Coons. How did you know that that was going to be a thing? Well, I'm pretty much not very good at anything else. Like, <laughs> any other subjects in school, in, like, high school, I was, I mean, some of them I was okay at, but I was just like, I don't really like any of this. And I took a media <laughs> class, and I was like, well, I actually like this, and I'm pretty good at it. And so I was like, well, I need to go into media in some sort. So it was either news or, you know, the multimedia format that is, like, existing in the world right now. And luckily, you know, that stuff is not slowing down. And it's good for me because that's what I like to do. And it's, like, the only thing I'm very good at. Yeah, so, like, when I uh, – that's awesome. When I was considering, like um – what to do in high school I was like well what are things that will not go out you know like people, <laughs> people aren't gonna stop getting sick so right. maybe I could go into the medical profession but then I realized you have to be incredibly smart yeah. to be a doctor yep. and so that ruled me out so anyway uh second best thing was being a worship pastor so here we are and now now I get to make podcast videos with Josie Coons so that's pretty cool right yeah and this is that's like up my alley too because yeah. this is media and yeah, all See, that kind of stuff. What people probably don't know is that you are like behind the scenes with this too. That right. you get to like help uh, edit and format and make us all sound slightly more intelligent than we really are. So yes, that's, nice. that's the goal at least. So how did you get brought to the jar, <clears throat> like on your journey with with media? Yeah, I was finishing up my film media degree at Taylor University my senior year, and part of being in the senior capstone, you have to have an internship, like a lot of colleges. And so I was trying to find one. I wanted to go into sports. I was like, oh, sports media is my thing, um, just because I enjoyed doing it at Taylor. And But there's, like, nothing happening in sports with COVID because this was in the time of COVID. So I was kind of out of luck when it came to that kind of media because, you know, there weren't any games. No one could do anything. Um, and... Mikey, the former media guy at the jar, he went to Taylor, and so he reached out and was like, hey, we need some 
kid to help us. And I was like, hey, I could be that kid. <laughs> and so I looked at the JARS website, and I was like, no, this church seems really interesting. And Chris invited me to come for a couple Sundays to, like, see what it's all about and watch Mikey. And I just really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the atmosphere that the JAR has. And I was like, no, this is something I want to be a part of. Uh, I think I can do a church internship. Maybe that is up my alley for now. And um, so I did my internship, and one thing led to another, and they were like, hey, actually, you could have a job here if you wanted. And I was like, I don't have anything else to do, so maybe this is uh, what God is calling me to do. And it was just like the only path that I could see when graduating from Taylor. So, Had you been to here. like a church that was like a, I mean, I don't want to say like, it, I don't want to say like a makeshift church, but like, um, like with the organic process, it kind of like the jar is just like meeting out of a theater, not having its own building, but more like people focused. Had you kind of like been to a church that was like that? before now or kind of the a church that I went to when I was um in high school was kind of like what I think the jar was back in the day it it for a while was meeting like people's garages Mm. um there was like 20 of us like it was a very small church and eventually they got like a small church building but yeah when I came to the jar it just gave me that same feeling and I love that that church from home and so like if I were home I'd probably be going there because they just the jar and that church they both just it's very organic very real um and the just the community is like real where I feel like some traditional churches it's hard for me to feel like that connected and like that kind of unity within the church congregation yeah like I had been to I hadn't been to like a a full quote-unquote like church church uh, Mm -hmm. like the things that were like house churches that I've been to they kind of feel like more like small groups but Mm, like you know they they have that like organic process that like oh there's just you know a couple of us these are at like the roots level this is really cool and we can like have that raw worship experience but like I've always wondered and like I I ask Chris all the time like um, because he talks on Sunday a lot of times about like starting with like five or six people in like his living room Mm -hmm. or something like that and I always think to myself, like, if someone was to do that, it's like, I, like, not only the anxiety and the stress that would, like, be a part of that process trying to start from scratch, but also, like, <laughs> how do you, like, get people to come to church and not make it sound like a cult? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> like, that's like, a good point. I think about that all the time, like, <laughs> if, especially if there's, like, if you're, like, under 30 or right. something like But honestly, even if you're meeting at a someone's house and there's, like, 20 of you, mm-hmm. I mean, like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you not market it? Like, oh, we're about Jesus. We're not about <laughs> Jim Jones, you know? Right. So, like, I, I think about that a lot. I was like, how did that journey progress and so i just like ask him a lot of questions that make it sound like i'm trying to start a cult or something (laughs) anyway but no i think about that a lot and i mean obviously it worked out and and Mm -hmm. it was but it it has to be birthed in christ for it to be able to be successful and obviously it was but so tell us a little bit about like your move so you went to taylor you were Mm -hmm. saying but how how was that transition from like student life on Taylor being a Gen Z, as you've referenced. Mm-hmm. Yep. How is that like a student life transition from being on campus to moving to the infamous city of Muncie? Ah, yes, Muncie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, being a film major is very time-consuming, and so the transition from student to 
um, living Muncie was actually really nice and refreshing because I found that I actually had time to do things like had time to just go on walks and had time to just read my Bible just because I wanted to and not because like I had to do my devotion for the day where at Taylor it was just you're so you're so busy trying to do projects and classes and the you know friends and Taylor's very much about intentional community but they do a lot of it and so you get really busy and so moving to Muncie was just I don't know it was like a breath of fresh air I was able to just kind of take things at my own pace instead of like you know a scheduled or I don't know formatted like way like that you get when you're in school um but I like Muncie it's um bigger than Taylor too there's actually food here places to eat Mm -hmm. that is not McDonald's we got Um, Ivanhoe's up there in Upland right yeah we do have Ivanhoe's so we have you beat we have Muncie beat for that but um well, no. we have well, Barking Cow here. Down yeah. Down. Have you been there? I've been to the one in Gaston, which oh, I'm assuming like the is the same. That's like yeah. the original, right? Yeah. Gaston. There's another location, I think, too, right? Somewhere. Probably, but. There's a there's another place that I've been told about that I, I want to go to. It's, I guess, over, it's like hidden. It's like over by Olive Garden. It's called like the island off McGalliard. It's like you have to walk on the Cardinal Greenway. I've been to. told about this, but I've never checked it out yeah. yet. So if someone's been there, they'll let us know after this. Right. So. But anyway, yeah, there's there's some hidden gems here. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got, like, everything you want on McGalliard. Except right. for, I don't think there's a White Castle here in Muncie. No, but there's a White Castle in Anderson. And in Daleville. So okay. So if you so want to get your White Castle close. on, you can, you can go to No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's where that conversation is. <laughs> is White Castle somewhere? That's probably why it's not Muncie. It's like, ah, if you want to contaminate your body with something like right, that. Go somewhere else. Go to Anderson or go to, go to Daleville for that. Okay, so uh, what made you want to go to Taylor? I wanted to ask you that, too, though, because that's not for everybody. Like, not, right. like for, for some of us that like might be listening or watching that don't know, uh, Christian college is a little bit slash a lot a bit different than like uh, like a ball state like a mm-hmm. like a typical university experience, and so you're committing to a lot of different rules um, than your than your normal university contemporary university would be. So, what led you to go to Taylor? Um, Compare you know like I guess you had the option to go anywhere else, but what led you to go to Taylor? Yeah, I was actually looking into, like, IU and Ball State, you know, your public schools. And I actually, my stepdad is from this area, and so he knew about Taylor, and he kind of led me to go visit there. And at the time, in high school, I was playing softball. So I was like, maybe I'll do this in college. I wouldn't be able to do it at a big college. I was like, but maybe if I go somewhere like Taylor, I'd be able to play. And so that was a big factor into me going to Taylor, just because I was like, oh, I could play a sport that I enjoyed doing. Um, I didn't end up playing softball in college, but it led. I at least got to like experience what campus life might be like at Taylor, and it's just really small. It's a small community. There's like 4,000 students on campus. Um, the a lot of the departments are really small. There's only three film professors, and so I just like the idea of having personal connections with like everyone I come in contact with because, you know, I knew everyone in my dorm. I knew all my professors. I knew a lot of the students. And so 
I don't think I would have enjoyed being somewhere where you don't know anyone everywhere you go. And so um, that's mostly why I went to Taylor. Not necessarily because it was even a Christian college, even though, like, I am a Christian. Um, I just liked the community aspect of it and, you know, kind of faith just went along with it. And Mm -hmm. so it worked out really well for me, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Yeah. No, that's really awesome. Like, being able – I think that's, like – one of the most important things with like life in general yeah. is like the under um, the I don't know like the how do you say that like people underestimating the impact of like community yeah like it really is a thing and I think like there's a lot of people in the world they're like nah I don't need that I'm cool um, staying at home you know kind of uh, you know loaning it out mm-hmm. like I think that um, there's such a there's something to be said for like having like friends or just people that you can like talk to fellowship with and um not necessarily like keep you accountable but like people to just like do life with i think that's probably a better way to say it it's Mm -hmm. so important and like being able to have that in college is something i think like the christian colleges definitely um have down yeah they do that very well yeah absolutely so uh that being said or whatnot uh with with the jar, do you feel like it's been, um, like, with that transition of moving from student life, do you feel like being able to, like, have community um, here in Muncie with and also with the jar, like, what has that kind of experience been like for you? Yeah, I think that's another reason why coming to work for the jar just seemed so right is because even though I was going to be moving to a city that I don't really have any, like, family in, any connections with, I still felt like I wasn't going to be alone moving to Muncie and working here because just as an intern, I was getting connected with the church and getting connected with all the various people who go and Mm -hmm. get involved. And I just, it it feels just like home when you're at the church. And I just was not concerned. I was like, it's going to be the same as Taylor. I'm going to have this family, this group of people who are there for me when I need it. And uh, you know, maybe some other cities I might not have gotten that if I didn't have the same connections as I have here. No, absolutely. Uh, like, I know, like, for me, when I first, uh, like, came to the JAR, like, when I first um, not only came to the JAR, but also, like, there's coming to the JAR and then there's working for the JAR, right. which is a little bit different. But I know, like, coming to the JAR, I didn't understand, like, I've heard the word community or authentic mm-hmm. community, and we talk about that a lot here at the JAR. And so I heard that, and I was like, yeah, I know what community is, and I know what the word authentic means. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. Ease up, jar. No, but I didn't understand what it means to be a part of that. And mm-hmm. so, like, coming into the jar, w- when I first came, they were actually at the YMCA. Now, you know, they're at the Civic Theater. But I think it was, like, 2018 when I, like, first strolled in through the doors. And I remember feeling this um, this weird, like, like feeling in the air and the way I've always described it is like like the feeling like people wanted me there mm. and like people like wanted to talk to me want to get to know me and <clears throat> and like you know know my life I have been in church my whole life like up into that point I've been in church and churches plural with you know uh, for different events different things but I, I've been in church my whole life and I never really like like felt that necessarily um, that like like sense of hospitality or like um, genuineness like people genuinely wanted to talk to me or like see 
how things are going. And so that was like a unique uh, experience, uh, a unique like first step, I guess, inside of like um, that authentic community. Because as you know, Mm -hmm. going into any new experience is like really stressful. There's a lot of anxiety that goes with that. Um, Even if it's like small group, if it's like uh, an event that like a church is doing or something like that, or just in general, um, even outside of the church. But yeah, I, I remember feeling that before I mean this is before I was on on staff and I was just like yeah this is exactly like where I'm supposed to be and I'm very fortunate I mean it was very mm-hmm. and I guess as as are you like it, it's it was just something really nice um like a unique surprise but yeah so weird stories have you ever like I love asking people this especially <laughs> about Muncie but like so have you had any like weird experiences in in uh, the famous city of Muncie I mean, I've definitely come in contact with some interesting people here yes. in Muncie. Yes. Um, usually they're on the phone, and I just overhear their crazy conversations that I wish I didn't hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, Well, yeah. you can't say that and then not share the story, Joseph. Well, like one of the first it. weekends that I was here living in Muncie, I went to Walmart late at night. I don't think I'll ever do that again. It's the best time to go it's, to Walmart. Yeah, it can also be the scariest time yep. to go to Walmart. So it was later at night, probably like 10 or 11, right before like the Walmart closes. And I was checking out, and there was just this guy on this phone, and he was in a heated argument with whoever he was talking to. And he was just like, all right, you want to fight? I'm going to pull out my gun and show up there like right now. And I was just like, don't do that, please. I'm I'm right next to you and like, I can hear everything you're saying. Like out in the middle of everybody? That's yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't the only one to hear him too because he was like yelling through the phone. The he was heated and I and I was a little bit terrified. He's just ready to go. She's putting the fear yeah. of God into somebody. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I Give it time. I mean, that is just like tip of the iceberg. You'll have plenty more. But oh, I'm sure. One that sticks out to me that's like, I don't know if it takes the cake, but it's definitely like um, something that'll just like add to that effect that'll eventually desensitize you to some weird activity. I went home one night, right? So it's like probably 8.30 or 9. So I'm like on my way home. It's dark, right? Yeah. And, and like I pull up to my house. My headlights are on. And like something like, like my bush, uh, there, there's like shrubbery at that time and there's like the bushes was like moving but the wind wasn't like moving the bush I was like what the heck is that somebody popped out of my bushes like somebody oh my gosh. somebody was inside of the shrubbery like the bush or whatnot they get out because the headlight is on the bush they get out and it's this individual like with uh like <laughs> like uh what do you call it like um a tourniquet around their arm i okay. think they were like shooting up in my bushes or something oh. like that like shooting up with heroin in my bushes it was uh, a terrifying and somewhat liberating experience being able to to see that and uh to understand like okay this is this is my life now this is, <laughs> this is what this is my life so they just kind of got out of my bushes and saw me, and honestly, it was like it was just another day in the office for them. They just got out of the bushes, looked at me, didn't wave, didn't acknowledge me in the car, and just walked across the parking lot into someone else's like like house area, like someone's backyard. Huh. Yep, they just walked, and so I uh, so I just got out of the car and went inside and <laughs> ate dinner. It <laughs> <laughs> just went on with yeah, you. Yeah, went on. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, gonna, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, I was stunned. 
But uh, yeah, that was that was definitely like that. Probably is maybe for now that takes the cake. Yeah. Probably takes the cake for like the one of the weirdest stories I've had. But yeah, living in Muncie, there's all kinds of weird things like that. It's just really unique, awesome, fun, horrifying things like that. It's really cool. So. With that being said, talking about <laughs> talking about like all the weirdness and like stressors and anxiety. So like um, for someone that might not know you that well, like maybe they're new to the church or maybe they've been going a while, but they don't know much about Josie Koontz, right? Like what are some stressors or some anxieties that like you deal with? Like, and I know we've talked some about this um, kind of previously just um, in passing, but for some of us that don't know, like what are things that, that you got going on? Well, I feel pretty fortunate that I'm not someone who, like, constantly deals with anxiety. But I think I can relate to probably a mass majority of people. And I just get anxiety about, like, doing new things, being in new spaces around new people. Um, Just that unfamiliarity. Yeah, that word. um, Just gives me anxiety a lot of the time. And I think a lot of people Mm. can relate to that. Absolutely. um, Because, you know, if you've never done it before, it can be pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Um, But luckily, yeah, I'm able, I've been able to, like, work through that anxiety and just kind of just pray to God and be like, God, just help me through this. And then once I get through it, it's like, okay, it wasn't that bad. Um, But definitely, like, beforehand, I always get, like, really anxious. Like, even coming to the jar the first time, I was just, like, in the parking lot, and I was like, okay, like, I've never even stepped foot in this building, but I'm just going to do it. And, like, just the second, you know, I walked in there, I was like, oh, maybe this is not something to be anxious about. Maybe it's going to be okay. And it was. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's kind of like how you deal with that, right? Like yeah. just through kind of like prayer, just constant prayer. That's kind of like your go-to. Or whatnot, yeah, right? prayer and just like one step at a, at a time. Instead of trying Absolutely. to think about like everything like big picture, I just mm-hmm. try to think of like whatever the next step is. Yeah. So the next step is either walking into that building or saying hi to this person. Mm-hmm. And it's, if I can do that, then okay, now the next step. Because yeah. um, just sometimes looking at things big picture can be overwhelming. Absolutely, yeah. I say something. I say a, a lot. It's just like let's take it one day at a time. Yeah, that's all. You know what I mean? Because yep. I think like st- well, obviously everybody deals with stress. Like right. nobody is exempt from stress unless you're five. <laughs> you yeah, know? everybody yeah. everybody deals with that, and I think to some degree like anxiety, right? But right. like no one is ever going to have to deal with two days from now. You deal with one day at a time. You yep. know, and so. You get through today and then work into tomorrow, and I think that's that's the greatest. Some something I've heard said that I that I love, and it helps me when I like deal with different um, different moments of like anxiety. Like, um, do you know who TD Jakes is? I'm not familiar. You're dead to me, Josie. Mm. No, TD Jakes. <laughs> he uh, he's a, a bishop out of the Potter's House, and so okay. he uh, very very um, he's just a very unique speaker and a very unique bishop, right? Um, so something he says is like, um, to remain focused on like purpose or like even dreams, you have to give yourself goals, things to focus on. Right. Mm -hmm. So like you have to give yourself daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, sometimes and even yearly goals. And like being able to do those things, give yourself uh, like purpose, things to strive for, things to go after. And I love that so much because it's been such a, a unique influence in my life trying to follow things like that. And it, it really does help with anxiety. And I think something to help while you're like achieving those things is prayer and scripture reading. It just like helps 
on the day to day because you can't get to a week from now. You can't get to a month from now. Um, you have to just jump there. You have yeah. to get through. You have to get through each day to get there. So. That's a really good point, actually, and I, I feel like I'm really good at the daily and weekly part, but when it comes to maybe even monthly or yearly, I think I struggle a little bit more on when it comes to those, but that's I find that to be helpful. Absolutely. So something that we do as JAR staff is we create like our own like scripture for the year we create, like, or we don't create our own scripture, but we <laughs> pick a scripture. That's right. We don't write down scripture and just create it. So we, we kind of select scripture and then we like select our word for the year. And that's kind of what we follow, what we pray about and what we try to kind of strive for um, and, and allow that to kind of influence our life for the year. So for 2021, what has been kind of your guiding uh, word, your guiding scripture? My word has been resilience, um, just because of coming into this year, um, finishing up school and transitioning and, you know, finding my purpose, living that out. I just knew I would need resilience um, in God's purpose for my life. And the verse that I chose to go with it is Romans 8.28, and that verse says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so I see that going with resilience and like if if I'm living out God's purpose for my life that, you know, if I keep that relationship with him, if I pray to him and, um, just, you know, talk to him like a friend, then he will give me the strength to have resilience through like some of the daily struggles or um, stressors that I might experience. That's so good. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Josie, for sharing about your life, about your anxieties and the things, <laughs> yeah. and being so vulnerable and honest to uh, to the Jar and to everybody else. And so, thank you so much for just um, joining us here on the on the Jar podcast. And uh, we'd love to have you back sometime. Just know that we honor you, we celebrate you, we appreciate you because you do so many things at the Jar. Thank you so much for coming by and hanging out with us. Thank you.